Adventures with Eric, Chapter 6, Leeches as Big as Snakes and Mosquitoes as Large as Hummingbirds. At other times, Bernie could come up with some fantastic ideas. I remember when Bernie figured out a way for us to get down to the Peterson's Pond without being spotted. He was clever, but it took me telling him there was a problem before he would think of a solution. The Petersons had a pond on their property. They didn't have any children and didn't seem to use the pond for anything. Old man Peterson, honest, everybody called him that, had built a raft which sat tied to the bank of the pond. The raft was unused and lonely for action. The pond was out of sight of the Petersons' home, but the only trail to it went past their house. I had been shown the pond once by old man Peterson, He was trying to sell my dad a plow and walked us down to the pond. Wow, a raft, I exclaimed. You bet that. That raft is only for grown grown ups. No kids need to be drowning themselves in my pond while playing on my raft, old old man Peterson exclaimed. To make matters worse, my dad decided to give Mr. Peterson's idea a boost by saying, This is a deep pond, Eric, with soft edges. It is dangerous, and I don't want you coming down here. That was definitely a time my dad's thoughts could have been kept prisoner. I would have to go to the pond now. Soft edges, deep water, to an 11-year-old is as enticing as roasting hot dogs on an open fire, as intriguing as telling dirty jokes which nobody quite understands, at a sleepover with friends and laughing for hours. The pond became an obsession of mine. There were times when Spud and I had tried to get to the pond, but every time Mrs. Peterson would see us. She liked kids about as much as I enjoyed washing the supper dishes. She would come running out of her house, swinging a broom, and she wasn't just swinging the broom in the air. She meant business. Hey, you! Yes, you! Get out of here! Quit crawling around in our grass! If I catch you again, I'm going to phone your mother! The only positive thing was that the next time she caught us, she didn't phone our mothers. After chasing us with a broom, we knew she wouldn't phone our mothers as they might have something to say about hitting her children with a broom. Well, Spud's mother would have something to say. Mine probably would have lent her a longer broom handle just to ensure I wasn't exposed to the dangers of the pond with mushy edges. I have to admit that deep water and mushy edges do sound sinister to the point where I still get goosebumps thinking about it. One day, when we couldn't think of anything else to do, I presented our dilemma to Bernie. Bern, you realize the Petersons have a pond? To guarantee Bernie's attention would be focused on getting us to this pond, the pond, Spud added, Not just a pond, it has a raft on it. Well, let's go, Bernie said. There's a little problem. We aren't allowed to be there, and the last time we tried to sneak down, Mrs. Peterson tried to hit us with a broom. We have to get by the house without being seen. I think she guards the pond from light until dark. Nobody guards a pond that long. She must make dinner and go to the bathroom. Okay, you tell us when and we will be swimming. Bernie began to think. Have you ever been in the Peterson house? He asked uh, twice. My dad had tea with them. I replied, realizing Bernie was planning. Do you know where their telephone is? Yeah, the phone is in the kitchen on the other side of the house. I was starting to understand. The living room and laundry have windows that face the trail to the pond. If we can get somebody to phone, wouldn't it give us a chance to sneak down to the pond? Bernie questioned. That would mean we would have to be in place and know the phone call was happening. 
I said. Spud's house is closest, and we could be signaled from the window. Spud, ask your mom to phone the Petersons. Are you kidding? My mom wouldn't phone the Petersons. Let's think of a reason. A couple of weeks prior to that, there had been a big windstorm and some of Spud's clothing had blown off the line. Even though his parents owned an electric clothes dryer, when it was sunny out, his mom insisted on drying clothes on a line. You could tell your mom that you think some of your underwear is in the Peterson's raspberry patch and ask her to phone. Spud agreed to try it. We hid in the bushes just outside of the Peterson house while Spud went to his home. If he convinced his mother to phone, he was to run as quickly as he could to meet us at the pond. Spud running from the house was a signal for Bernie and me to start toward the pond. I think Spud was starting to realize that his part of the plan was the risky part. While Bernie and I were left crouching in the bushes, Spud took his time walking back to his house. He went in the house, and in a short period of time, the screen door swung open and he came flying out. We started to run. I never looked back until I got to the pond. Hiding in some swamp reeds, Bernie and I waited. After 15 minutes, we realized that Spud wasn't going to make it. We dropped our trousers and off came our t-shirts. With the raft untied, we were on our way to playing Huck Finn. The mighty Mississippi, or at least the Peterson's Pond, would be the start of a great adventure. At least we still believed it would be. The raft had two large posts with tapered ends, which acted as pontoons and made for easy sailing. We maneuvered it by hanging over the edge and kicking our feet in the water. This was even more marvelous than I had imagined. I get to be Huck and you can be Tom Sawyer. We are trying to catch a big Mississippi paddle wheeler, I said, and we were on our way. After the raft was in the water for 15 or 20 minutes, we heard voices. We climbed off the raft and, clinging to its edge, peered toward the shore from where the voices came. It was Spud. He had made it and he was talking to Mrs. Peterson. She was just behind him. They seemed to be looking through the reeds. And then they took our clothes. Bernie started to say something but stopped. He made kind of a (laughs) noise. Spud looked in our direction and then quickly looked away. After they gathered up the clothes, they wandered around a bit and then walked away. Hey, they took our clothes. Can you believe Spud? He is part of Mrs. Peterson's team, Bernie said. Not that we realized Mrs. Peterson had a team. Spud was not only fraternizing with the enemy, but also helping them. He must have been getting tortured. It must be under threat. How are we going to get out of here? The fun of the pond lasted all of six minutes. Without the security of knowing our clothes were on the bank, the pond seemed to be absent of enjoyment. The muddy bank became the endless slew of leeches, the pond a breeding ground for mosquitoes, and the water freezing cold. How would we ever get home? Running through the neighborhood in wet underwear with a crazy woman chasing us with a broom seemed like the most logical answer. I could, I could even envision Mrs. Peterson being helped by Spud. He would be chasing us with a dustbin, trying to clean up every time Mrs. Peterson missed a sweep at the top of our heads. We climbed out of the water and stood, arms crossed tight across our chests, while we shivered with dirty pond water dripping from our underwear. They had missed Bernie's shoes, so he pulled them on. I got to walk as if in a ballet, trying to miss thistles and pointy rocks. We tiptoed up past the Peterson home. As we were sneaking past, we could see Spud through the window. He was sitting at the table, and we could see he was having tea and cookies. He was talking, and Mrs. Peterson was laughing. I even saw him pick up a cookie and take a bite out of it. 
he was inside eating cookies and we were, well, we weren't. We couldn't believe it. I became indignant until I realized I was dripping in wet baggy underwear. Absolutely no way for a decent person to get indignant. We made it back to Bernie's house with only seeing everybody from town. How come the day I decide to walk through town in my underwear is the day every girl from school decides to walk through our neighborhood? Every friend of my mother was looking out of their windows. I would hear about this for the rest of my life. But as bad as I believed I had it, more people were laughing and looking at Bernie. Hey, how come everybody's laughing at you? I asked. Because everybody expects this type of thing of you. It is just the regular run-of-the-mill stuff. Me, they expect brilliant things out of me. I bet my mom won't let me hang around you until I'm 25. Probably be a better person for it. You, a better person? If I don't have you to hang around with, then where am I going to receive my good influences from? Mom always says, that Bernie, he is such a good influence. Without you, all I get is, gee, that spud kid seems a bit strange. How come you're not hanging around with Bernie? When we got to Bernie's place, we tried to sneak up to his room, but his mom and sisters were waiting for us. They had been phoned by some nosy neighbor and warned we were on our way. At least we were almost dry. Dressed in clothes I borrowed from Bernie, I wandered home. Bernie's mom made it clear she didn't want to see me or my underwear until Bernie was at least 50. She suggested I mail the clothes back and no need to wash them as she would do that upon their return regardless. Spud was waiting on my doorstep. I didn't want to talk to him, but he really wanted to talk to me. Sorry, I ran really quickly, but Mrs. Peterson was out of the house before I could get there. She swooped me up and had us looking for my lost clothes right away. When we didn't find anything, she started to head toward the pond. When we got close, we could see your clothes, and I decided to claim them as mine so that she wouldn't discover you guys on the raft. I had quite a time explaining the shoes. I forgave him for fraternizing with the enemy. He told me that Mrs. Peterson had made a date for him to go out rafting with Mr. Peterson the next hot day. And he did, too. He came back and told us all about it. He said it wasn't, but Bernie and I thought it sounded like bragging. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Please join me again next week when I tell another story of Bernie, Spud, Scott, Katie, and Eric. And in the meantime, if you can give us a positive review, uh, give us five stars or how many stars they allow to give on whatever venue you're listening, it would be much appreciated. As well, if you can subscribe, that makes it all the better. Thank you very much. Talk to you later.